Meeting kids in the age of COVID-19 is weird. Nobody wants to be that youth worker direct messaging a bunch of kids on Instagram. So how do we connect and build new relationships with these social limitations? We mobilize young people. Today, we're discussing how to mobilize young people to build your ministry, and most importantly, not be weird. Welcome to the Learning and Community Podcast, where every week, We explore resources and ideas to maximize the impact of youth workers across our community. Hey y'all, it's Rachel here with Josh. What up, what up, what up? And we're back to talk about how to activate young leaders. Young leaders. What is a young leader? Josh, I was going to ask you that question. Oh, you're going to ask me that question. I I mean, I can answer, I can answer, I can answer, I can answer. To me, a young leader is... Any young person under the age of 25, in terms of the word leader, I think that's anybody that has influence. So under 25 has influence. Okay. I like that. I have nothing to add to that. Okay. And no follow-up questions. (laughs) I was going to follow up, but you took them. Um, So what has mobilizing these like under 25 with influence Mm -hmm. looked like? Over the last like seven months for you? Honestly, I wouldn't be able to do ministry without young leaders. For me, uh, because we're in a pandemic and all of our stuff is online, mostly through Instagram. If you know me, I don't like Instagram. Um, I have a personal page, but I haven't posted on it in three years. Uh, so I am out of the loop with Instagram. You're old. You're what they say, a leader, not a young leader. <laughs> yes, I'm a leader, not a young leader. Um, and I don't... I don't want to do Instagram. And so when we had to start an Instagram page, one of my young leaders, Brandon, shout out to Brandon, he really likes Instagram and he knew what to do. He started making videos. Right. So if you go to the Lincoln High School City Life page, you'll see these videos. And that was made by a young leader because he likes doing videos and it's something that he's gifted at. And so instead of me trying to spend 20 hours to make a two minute video, <laughs> I decided to mobilize him to do five in right. two minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's because you like knew his giftings too, which I think is so important. Like knowing, okay, I know where my gap is and I know that this person has a gifting. At that point, it's plug and play, right? Yes, like, it makes my job a lot easier to know what other people are good at. Yes. And I don't have to be good at everything because that's just not possible. It's not realistic. It's not possible. It's not sustainable. It's exhausting. <laughs> yes. It is purely exhausting. You know, I, I think similarly you like gave him a chance Mm -hmm. and you created space for him to have an opportunity uh, by knowing your gap. You didn't think, Oh, okay. I have to fill this gap. I have to fill this gap. You said who could fill this gap Mm -hmm. and you gave him space to do that. And so as we've been building out like Lincoln ministry at virtually creating space for kids to invite other kids and saying, Hey, we're doing this thing. We want y'all there. Bring a friend if you want. Yeah. You know, like it's that simple. But we have to create space for kids to step into that, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it takes away the weirdness when kids are the ones inviting their friends. Yeah. Um, but also things that gives kids or young leaders buy-in when they know like, oh, I am a part of this. I am mm-hmm. leading in this. I have responsibility. Yeah. Because um, like they don't get a lot of opportunities to lead. Totally. Um, they're usually being taught that or told what to do. Mm-hmm. So the ability to like, use their giftings or use their influence, which is what we want everybody to do anyways. It really gives them buy-in. Totally. And I think that's why we, our ministry has been successful over the pandemic because we've been mm-hmm. having young leaders who have bought into being a part of it. 
Right. Well, everybody wants to be a part of something right mm-hmm. now. Like when you feel like you're disconnected and a part of nothing, you get to be a part of something. And someone's asking you not to just show up, but like plug in yeah. your giftings. Yeah. I mean, well, I wasn't going to say all this, but that's church, right? Like that's what it's supposed to be. Like True. That's what it's supposed to be. Like opportunity for you to use the giftings that God has placed in you for mm-hmm. the glory of God. Yeah. Does sound like what church is modeled after. Yeah. So, Josh, as we, like, look forward to the fall, which I know a lot of us are like, okay. It's like asking someone to imagine a place they've never been before. You mm-hmm. know? Like, <laughs> yes. It's like, it's, like, it's like you saying to me, imagine Transylvania. And I'm like, couldn't. Couldn't even. Couldn't tell you what hemisphere it's in. I don't know what the weather's like. Totally. Yes. Like you're like, I can't even place it. Do they have gyms in Transylvania? I don't know. What time do they meet? Does it match match my work schedule? Exactly. So yeah, I guess we're looking toward the fall, which now is like happening to us. It's like in a couple weeks. I guess maybe what are you imagining ministry to look like in general? I can say I think my whole ministry for the fall and what I have envisioned, hopefully... If the state in the world just lets it happen. Um. (laughs) Right. There's also so many variables. It's like moving somewhere, not ever having been there, and then learning that the laws change every day. (laughs) Like, have no idea what's going to be allowed or not allowed and when and how how long. So, uh, we'll all be based on young leaders. Because we have restrictions of like, oh, only groups of five. Like, I want to empower young leaders to be in charge of at least a group of four or five. Right. Whether that's through them mentoring them or tutoring them or pretty much just taking care of them, figuring out what their needs are. That's how I want to mobilize them. Well, and I think it increases that buy-in on both ends. Yeah. So if we can make that happen, like, that's going to be super powerful, probably. Yeah. And what I've noticed from even mobilizing young leaders is that it actually gives younger people a vision for what they can do. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many times just working with young leaders where younger kids be like, hey, can I do what he does when I get that age? Yeah. Um, So it does produce buy-in, but also gives them, like, vision and, like, a sense of, like, purpose. Like, oh... I can do this too. Right. He's not the special person right. that can speak in front of 500 people and make everybody laugh and cry at the same time. Like right. just a normal person. There's like four young guys who my job of mm. equipping them so that they can go and equip and take care of the totally. kids that will be coming. Um, it's an investment. For it's sure. an investment. And so that's something that I've started doing. It's like, I want to empower you, but mm-hmm. I know I need to equip you so that you can actually do it. Right. If not, that's not fair. I don't think that's godly either. <laughs> Just puts my out there without equipment. No. What's up? We're back. You know how we do take three at the end of every episode. So, Rachel, what's number one of take three? Number one of take three this week. I talked about it earlier, but is create space. You have to create space in your ministry for young people to step up. Honestly, they don't see themselves there. Yeah. Nine out of 10 kids don't see themselves as leaders. You have to empower them and, and name them that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're working with kids of color, you have to show them that they can be leaders because honestly, there's not a lot of representation around them showing them that they can be. Yeah. There wasn't for me. I can say I had 
81 different teachers in this from the time that I was in kindergarten to the time that I graduated from high school and I had one teacher of color the entire time. I think about me in school, I had one teacher of color. He was my Spanish teacher. Mm -hmm. He actually told me that wasn't going to amount to anything. Mm -hmm. So the one person of color that I did see didn't see me as a leader. Right. Um, so I agree with like, we have to give kids opportunities to be leaders because we don't see it. Right. Like they don't see themselves as leader no. and the population around them continues to tell them right. you're not a leader. You're not a leader. Yeah. It's not even the passivity <laughs> of not saying anything. In fact, they're reinforcing that they're not leaders. Mm -hmm. And so we have this like work as youth workers, we have to double down. And mm -hmm. say, like, no, you are a leader. Yeah. You lead people to do some right <laughs> stuff. But, but you are a leader. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really good or really bad. Like, give right. the opportunity to lead in a good way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the second one I'd be would be uh, a book called Building Cathedrals by Ted Travis. Mm -hmm. That actually, like, helped us so much totally. um, in our ministry yeah. and kind of getting vision for really empowering young people. Mm -hmm. I think... You can say like, oh, what does empowering look like? What does this mean? Um, he does a really good job of like outlining a very simple mm -hmm. um, in a way people understand, but also it can be replicated. Totally. Um, you do have to make it mesh somewhat to your ministry, but the principles are the same. Mm -hmm. uh, so Building Cathedrals by Ted Travis. Highly recommend yeah. reading that if you want to empower young leaders. All right, Josh. What do we got for this last one? <laughs> I would say the third take three would be for the person to say like, hey, I don't have any young leaders. I would challenge you to pray mm -hmm. and ask the Lord to bring you young leaders to empower. Yeah. I know that discipleship is what Jesus is about in empowering mm -hmm. younger leaders. So if that's his will and what he wants, maybe we should ask him to bring the young leaders that he wants us to empower. Right. So if you don't have young leaders, I would challenge you to pray and ask mm -hmm. the Lord for those young for him to bring those young leaders for you yeah. to empower. Absolutely. And with that, maybe opening your eyes mm. to where leaders are. Yeah. Because there might be kids in front of you that you don't see them as leaders. Yeah. And so that's a heart check on, mm. on our end to like, okay, you need to change your lens Yeah. because this kid might not do a lot of talking. She might be real quiet, but maybe she's super good at creating. Yeah. Like she's a creator. So like plug her into some way that she can be creating. Like ask God to start showing you the gifts of the kids that are in front of you. Yeah. Because you'll find that the kid that you didn't think had influence or the kid that you didn't think had skill or something to bring to the table does. Yeah. And so, yeah, in your prayer, you're praying like, help me find leaders, but also help like adjust my lens so yeah. I can see leaders that are sitting right in front of me. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Learning Community Podcast from Tacoma Area YFC. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TacomaYFC.org, and of course, whatever you're listening to us on right now. Have a great week. See ya.